Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, managing editor, FightfulWrestling.com. We are here on Facebook. Facebook. I don't know what year this is, <laughs> but YouTube apparently thinks it's the year to mess with Fightful. If you all are wondering, well, why are we not live on, on YouTube.com slash Fightful? Well, I'll give you a brief rundown. This also happened with our MMA channel. YouTube has flagged our channel as using copyrighted material for podcasts that have not begun yet. This is the second time they did it. They disabled live streaming from our MMA channel too, saying that DAZN and WWE flagged us for copyrighted material. Now, uh, I know that DAZN didn't because I've spoken with DAZN several times over the past month. I would assume that given the circumstances, WWE also didn't. Because other channels have not had a problem going live on uh, YouTube. But it has affected us on both channels. I've gotten the runaround from YouTube. They blamed a zone. I'm sure they're going to blame WWE. I've submitted counter notifications. All the like. Uh, I don't know how you guys can do super chats on here. If you guys are asking. But uh, let me tell you, this does affect Fightful significantly. That's like the amount we make on... Uh, live streams is about the amount that we make or that we we pay a writer per month a full-time writer so if you guys want to support fightful.com the best thing you can possibly do right now is go subscribe to fightfulselect.com uh, we have a bunch of bonus podcasts there we have two dozen more podcasts there a month i'm breaking news there all the time that's the most direct way that you can support us because youtube is just being ridiculous. Just being ridiculous. And it is almost certainly automated situations. Almost certainly. Because I get the most robotic responses ever. And we're going to keep you guys updated on this. The content will continue at youtube.com slash Fightful. These uh, podcasts will be posted after the fact. But uh, honestly, Super Chats are a big part of 
what helps out uh, Fightful financially. So like I said, uh, subscribe to uh, FightfulSelect.com. It really supports our work and what we do. So, uh, and also, if you all want to let YouTube know what's going on, at YT Creators and at Team YouTube or comment in the thread. <sighs> when you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, you get two shows a week from this man, Alex Palowski, who uh, is the second most angry person on Fightful this week. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, Sean, you're in danger of stealing my gimmick, but I'll I'll give it to you tonight. I I understand. I mean, in the in the 3 years we've worked together, have you ever seen me angry? No, well, certainly not this angry, and usually it's more like miffed, peeved, a little put out. Tonight, you are angry, my friend, and with good cause. This is about as bad as it gets for me. This is about as angry as I get. I don't really yell. I don't scream. Like, I'll rant on podcasts and stuff. But my God, it's it's for the sake of re- reviewing entertainment television. <sighs> I'll tell you a guy who gets mad all the time, Mr. Warren Hayes. Just a livid creature, that guy. Grr, arr, yes, Sean. For real, though, I mean, if I can throw in my two cents, the YouTube stuff has been ridiculous for uh, a lot of content creators for about 18 months to two years at this point. And Sean is entirely right. If you do like what Fightful does uh, and you want to support, the really the best way is to go direct to the source as opposed to uh, as opposed to hoping that platforms like YouTube are shutting down on creators who are becoming more stringent with their copyright automation. Um, they're putting a lot of people in danger. They're putting Fightful in danger. So, you know, there are alternatives that exist out there to make sure that everyone continues to do what they do. So support on, on Select is, is really the best way to go about doing it. I do see your all's live chats uh, on Facebook. We do not have a way to donate there. Like I said, FightfulSelect.com. Help Fightful out. But we did have Survivor Series tonight. This is after uh, War Games last night. Now, originally this show was supposed to be myself and Warren. But Alex, you, you messaged me and you begged, you pleaded to get on this I did. show. I did. I I. I... I just, I just didn't want to stay up late and do my own sour grap, so I had to give my takes here tonight somehow. And uh, honestly, the show, show was very good, and I, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to talk about the things that I, that I loved, and the things that I did not love. So, so do I, I'm here. Do I understand that you begged to be on here because you wanted to get to bed early, Alex? Is that what Listen, my daughter has been up at the craziest hours of the night. I had to like rock her back to sleep at like four in the morning, and oh, then I didn't get to sleep for the rest of the day. So I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> so one of the stories that uh, we broke on FightfulSelect.com, a tag team battle royal. It was absolutely there, guys. It existed. That. that- that occurred. It certainly did. This is the best they could do for some of these guys. Oh, man. So, Forgotten Sons are out first. Lucia House Party's next. Rude tackles Eichner out, so Imperium's gone. Revival get double drop kicked out by the Street Profits. And, you know, Ziggler and Rude needed this win real bad, guys. They needed it so bad. There's a hot new act. Um... It's really going to help them in the eyes of the fans. You know, after they beat like six teams in a row in that gauntlet, this is what they yep. needed to make sure yes. they were they were the road warriors of the future. These This mm-hmm. is stupid. Street Profits should have won this. Yep. But, uh, Warren, you're, you're, any any brief thoughts on this this match? 
Um, if if only this Imperium, who are, who are a tag team that I love, Aigner and Bartel, I adore them. They are supposed to be the mat, the, the the guys who respect the profession of professional wrestling, the mat professionals. Why the hell did Fabian Aigner think it was a good idea to do a running move on the apron on the outside of the ropes? Of course you're going to get eliminated, Fabian. What the hell? It was it was what it was. I, I I thought Street Profits should have taken the win. They were definitely the crowd favorites at that point. Uh, the, I'm so not into Rude Steady and Bebolf, the henchmen of Baron Corbin. Uh, I don't. I'm not into it. Uh, but fine, they won. Good for them. I think the reason they did this was so that SmackDown would have a third or a second victory on the night or whatever. So they were better than Raw. Because if Street Profits had won, then they would have had two. And, and SmackDown would have had one. And it would have been chaos. Chaos. Well, that match did happen. Uh, also, NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Leo Rush defended against Raw's Akira Tozawa and SmackDown's Kalisto. I kind of dug this, although I wasn't sure what would happen if Kalisto or Tozawa won. Would they go to NXT, Alex? I, I think um, there's no reason why that couldn't happen. They're all under the same umbrella. Even if, like, if, say, if say Tozawa won, they're not really using him much on Raw anyway. He had a great match versus Buddy Murphy, but, like, they're not really using him. All. He's not on a storyline, so let him go to, to, to NXT for a month, defend the Cruiserweight Championship twice, he loses it, and he goes back to Raw. Why not? Warren, what did you think of this match? I thought this was was pretty good. It, I, I wouldn't even consider it 205 Live quality. It was a little abrupt, but uh, pretty yeah. good showing. I thought I, I, I thought it was great. Uh, I I found, again, that uh, Akira Tozawa was hungry. Uh, I found he showed a good level of, uh, of motivation going into it, like his match earlier this week or last Monday on Raw, where he made the absolute most of the time that they gave him. I think it was a bit uh, the same thing here as well. Yeah, it was a little rushed. You could feel that all the guys were ready to to, to go forward uh, into more stuff. I like the double Spanish fly off the top rope. Uh, aside from that, uh, sure, great uh, pre-show match. Yeah, I thought this was fine. It was a pleasant surprise if this was added to the show, I thought. Yeah, uh, it made helped, sense. Tazawa hit Kalisto with a Salida del Sol, uh, or helped Kalisto hit the Salida del Sol. Leo almost got pinned, but Kalisto broke that up, and Leo won with the final hour on Kalisto right after uh, Tazawa got hit with a an SDS. This was a sprint, as I thought it should have been, and a good way to get NXT up one, an easy way to get them up yeah. one. I thought this yeah. was fine. Alex, anything else on this? Yeah, I, I, I really liked it. I, I would have loved if they had promoted this in any way, if they had done any kind of advance notice on, hey... Now now that the, the draft has happened, we have several guys under the 205 limit on every brand. One of them from each, you could have you could have run a Tozawa versus, I don't know, somebody on Raw, and Tozawa wins, and he gets this match. You have Kalisto against somebody on SmackDown. He wins that match. They, they, they do this. Like, even if each match is five minutes long, like do a reason why each of these guys was selected for this match. But I did like the match in itself. We had a tag team champion showcase. The Viking Raiders of Raw defeated the Undisputed Era and New Day. Weird to see any of these guys on the kickoff show because they're all over. And it's like Kofi Kingston's world title reign never happened. It really feels like it never happened. So, um, like the, the action is really up until the last match of the show. 
the action's very fast. Eric suplexes Fish into O'Reilly and Warren. My favorite thing about that was that that counted as a legal tag. Yeah. Like, Eric just threw Fish into O'Reilly, and the ref's like, there you go, you're in. I love that. <laughs> that was brilliant. Yeah, uh, that, that- Sorry, go ahead. That oh, was that ahead. was that was really good. No, it, it was really good, and it's fun that you know you just have these moments where everyone seems to be paying attention and everything is okay. Uh, yeah, I like it. It makes sense. You sort of roll with it. It was good. Uh, we have Ivar drilling Big E with a spin kick, and then Big E suplexes Undisputed Era all over the place. We see that New Day Super Mushroom Stomp, but the pin gets broken up. Then a German suplex and a springboard clothesline gets Big E from the, the Viking Raiders. And I thought Ivar was hurt here, Alex. It, I was worried. I had my eye on him. He kind of fell down after another spot, and I was worried. But they yep. got the Viking experience on Undisputed Era and won. Yes, uh, this I really, really enjoyed this match. This was low-key one of the top matches for me of the night. Um, sure. I, I, I mean, it cannot be said enough. Undisputed Era going through that war, literally, last night, coming back, and all of them showing out uh, tonight. Two, two out of the th- out of the three acts winning. Um, but O'Reilly and Fish, they look they look so good up against these much bigger dudes. There were a couple of spots that that really made me wince. <laughs> Kofi hitting a, a trouble in paradise, a missing one, and hitting the ring post mm-hmm. made me make this face for a minute straight. Like, like that, the, I hate, like when, if you walk into the, to, if I walk into like the coffee table and bang my shin, I complain about it for, for hours. Like it really hurts to do that in, into the, into the ring post. Woof. That was, that was crazy. But I, I did love this. Uh, I think Viking Raiders deserve, they, 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 a win helps them the most of these three teams. New Day's bulletproof, but I, I would like Kofi Kingston to at least be referenced as a six month champion and not, you know, sloughed off like a six second loser i agree uh warren any thoughts on this one the yolo spear that big e gave to eric off the apron was frightening it was just the yolo spear the the yolo dives are crazy the spear was fantastic and man kyle o'reilly again tonight he's just so good uh, he and Fish, but O'Reilly is special, man. He's the swagger that he has, that little attitude, the facial expressions. He's so much fun to watch. He, he at the point where he hits, he hits an axe kick followed by a back fist, and then North the Fish right uh, hits a Northern Light suplex right after. Oh, it was all so good. A great, great, great match, and they had a lot of time too. I don't know what it clocked in on, but it was a lot of time given. It was, it was fun. Team NXT defeated Raw and SmackDown in the Women's Survivor Series match. And Rhea Ripley's big push continue. I think she, Candice LeRae, and Io Shirai survived. And if they would have made a little bit more sense of this, I would have been blown away by this match. But they overbooked this very yep. badly. Uh, Warren, I see yep. you nodding along. Please sound off. Uh, that is my main gripe with the, with this match. Uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. If there hadn't been the first and foremost, when EO and Candace got knocked out and then the staff came around them and escorted them backstage, I'm like, what are these porcelain dolls? Why, why are they being escorted away? Oh, but Warren, 
Warren, see, this is my trolls. This is how they sound like Warren, but they, they, they were in war games the night before. So of course they're not 100%. Well, the minute that Adam Cole in his match, the minute he gets toe paid, well, he better be unable to continue as well. You know what I mean? This made no sense. I was, so from that point on, I was like, this doesn't make sense. The, the animosity that existed between Charlotte and Oscar during the match just added a layer of confusion that was unnecessary as well. And then Candice and Neil come back, and I had the same questions: Are they still elim- Are they still in the match? Are they eliminated? What is going on? And then on top of that, like the cherry on top, Io and Candice hate each other. They don't like each other. So not only do they come back, but they come back working as a unit and they work – they pull heel tactics so Rhea can win over Charlotte. None of this made sense. It was overbooked and ridiculous and it's a shame because the action in and about itself was good. Everyone worked really well, but the story they told was all over the place. If I might interject, and, and you may just 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 to uh, to play devil's advocate, uh, Warren, regarding the Candace and EO being friends out of nowhere, um, but brand supremacy. No, don't you understand? It's so important that they win these matches because look at the prizes they get at the end. Look at all the fabulous prizes and cash bonuses they receive. You know all those things they told us they were going to get if they won. See, um, I, the, I I agree with you. That was that was a, that was a, that was totally stupid. That they, that I they get behind that. If at the end it come on, someone had come out and said, "For brand supremacy, you win a dinette set," you know, or something. <laughs> that'd be fantastic. <laughs> a that'd brand make- new car. <laughs> so Tony Logan and Lacey start off. Uh, glad they didn't have these women wrestling in their their branded shirts, so to speak. But uh, they do almost have like color coded gear. Some of them. Logan doesn't go for a pin after she drops somebody on their back, and I thought that was really the only bad part early on. You have Carmella, Io, and Kyrie in, and Carmella couldn't get their attention. Uh, Dana Brooke joined the fold, and she has some newish gear, and it was clear that, that early on there were some spots set up to help Dana and Sarah get some shine that they don't usually get, get some opportunity that they don't usually get, and I thought that they maximized their minutes. I thought they did really, really well here. A lot of near falls early, but but uh, nothing solid that got got anybody in danger. But then Rhea Ripley gets tagged in and gets an insane ovation. This past week especially contributed to that. They did almost everything right with Rhea Ripley over the past week. Uh, she gets armbarred by Asuka and Bianca breaks it up. Uh, the, a series of signature moves unfold. And then Io and Candice are carried out of the match. Now... I have some issues here because later Oscar would also just leave. Mm-hmm. Now I have people say, well, Oscar got counted out. Well, they didn't count her out. They didn't say she got counted out. She just left. These women leave. I could buy it if they say, well, once Team Raw is eliminated, then Oscar's got to be back in a certain amount of time or she's eliminated. But they didn't say that. They didn't say that. So now when EO and Candace come back at the end, I don't know if they're legal or not. Why do I not know if they're legal or not? Because they got the ref in there. They booked him to say, oh, hey, what what are you doing here? And to be distracted. But am I to believe there's no DQs here? If so, why is anybody tagging in and out other than to be the legal person? 
because it is an elimination match. Even though it's a triple threat match, it's also elimination. So DQs should be a thing because you, you aren't counting out a whole team. You're not making the deciding factor. You're eliminating person by person by person. Whoever agented this, whoever decided this, needs to establish this. They need to communicate with producers and commentators and explain things. As convoluted as the rules may be, it's more convoluted when you do not explain it. Now, I know there are going to be people that say, no, just, just accept it. Just accept it. That's not what we do here. Wrong podcast, guys. Sorry, not us. That that really it it stuck in my crawl, Alex. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you. I'm willing to accept all those things that you said. That that Oscar not being the legal person in the match when she leaves, she's not counted out. But when Team Raw is fully eliminated, they're not fully eliminated because Oscar's never been eliminated. So if they communicated that to the the announcers, they could say. Uh, Oscar has to get back in here within half half a minute, or Raw is fully out. They could they could have said that, but they didn't. Um, the other thing about the why I thought it was so egregious that Candice and Io were eliminated when they were is because I literally cannot remember the moves that they took that that kicked that knocked them out. They were they were, they were signature moves, but I don't know who did what to whom. It was all back and forth. Like if if each of them had taken like big like tandem tag team moves, where like three girls had lifted them up and slammed them down, I'd be like, okay, that looks like it would have hurt, especially after last night. But just taking a natural selection doesn't knock somebody out for knock them out for the count. And you got to help them to the back, especially because all of the men who were in war games last night made it through all their matches fine. It mm-hmm. looks like you're treating the women with an extra layer of fragility that they certainly don't have after last night. Well, I mean, there were there were like 20 people in the War Games matches. Not everybody is going to have like the same experience in there. Different people get hurt different ways and, and all that stuff. And, and I, I would have not... been forgiving I would have been more forgiving if it had been one of them who had taken a lot of punch? like Candice was in there basically four on two for the sure. entire time. If she had been the one to take it and been t- taken out fine, but her and EO at the same time seemed suspect. That's all. Yeah. Uh, Bianca then pins Nikki cross by putting her feet on the ropes. Charlotte had avoided a face off between the two before. And so many of these face offs feel special because we're not mm-hmm. seeing it now or two of raw every week or, thrown away on SmackDown where they just have somebody running in DQ anyway. Um, Bel Air eliminates Logan with the 450. I like that. It helped put over the 450 as a move. Carmella does a great Super Hurricane Rana on Charlotte, onto Bianca, and then Carmella gets pinned with natural selection. <clears throat> Apologies. Battling a cold here. Uh, Asuka and Charlotte Flair go at it, and there's dissension. Asuka spits uh, in Charlotte Flair's face with the mist. I also don't like that they did this in this match and the main event. I do not like that. I don't know if it's miscommunications from the agents or what it may be, but Lacey Evans pins Charlotte with a women's right. I thought they relied on the same spots. The, oh, the, the partners miscommunicate. So you're telling us that brand supremacy, as we've speculated, don't mean shit. Yeah. Doesn't mean yeah, shit. Um, 
I, I, the, one of my favorite parts of this entire match was Asuka reacting to her partner Kyrie Sane being eliminated by going off on some bitches. Like Asuka <laughs> came in and was just throwing haymakers and just kicking people, going nuts, and and she didn't appreciate being tagged out by Charlotte. And that started the whole thing, and then Charlotte's like, "Get out of my ring!" And like, you don't say that to Asuka. Not this version of Asuka. So I, I thought that all of that made sense for these two to have that beef at that particular moment. But again, is Brahma supremacy the most important thing or isn't it? Yeah, uh, I thought that was just almost inexcusable. I thought that was ridiculous. I, like over to do it twice completely buried the concept to me. Now we have, uh, Natalia left, who had been getting a big push. Then her team was split without a reason. Then she lost to Asuka under five minutes. She pinned Lacey. Then her and Sasha did a double submission on Tony Storm. I, I like that because at least it took two people to beat Tony Storm. That makes yeah. her look good. Warren, I see your finger up. What's going on? Here's another thing. When Sasha returned, the night she returned, Natalia was in the ring crying, her pouring her her heart out about her dad. Sasha comes out, and she blindsides her. She humiliates her in the ring. Now, they were both on opposing teams. They weren't forced to work together for brand supremacy. So why the hell would Natalia even consider being allied or teaming up with Sasha when just about, we're not even two months in now since Sasha's return. We're about, we're about to. Why would she be okay with it? Why would she be sure? Okay, let's do something. It has to still be on her mind. There's, st- there's the history is still too fresh for her to just be like, yeah, let's take out this NXT uh, lady together, you and I. No, 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 no. That doesn't jive for me at all. And there's no excuse for brand supremacy here. There absolutely is not. And then Natalia gets eliminated by by Sasha. Well, that's on her. Yeah, it would have made more sense if Natalia had been the one to turn on Sasha. Yeah. I mean, saying, ultimately, I don't just, forgive you for what you did. Yeah, Natalia just comes across as a moron here. Ultimate, yeah. uh, just a moron, and that's you, not good. Ripley takes a meteora as well and safely as anybody. It it's fantastic. The way that I compared it on Friday was, it's like Sasha has magnets in her shins and Rhea has them on her shoulders. Like it's like there, it's like there's a megazord attaching to one another. It's it's phenomenal. <laughs> uh, a hanging cloverleaf from Ripley is turned into a bank statement. But then Candice and Eo come out and help Ripley, and Ripley gets the win. A big week for her. They made some people this week, and and I'll I'll give WWE a lot of credit for that. They made some people. The overbooking of this match took this from what I thought could have been a really awesome match to it's just like. Okay, all you need to know is that Rhea won. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I, I thought that the, one of the stories could have been, uh, well, let's just see Sasha and R- Rhea Ripley go for like eight minutes to close this thing out. They they overbooked it with the, the, the other women coming back who I guess weren't injured after all, whatever. Um, but Rhea Ripley being pushed the way that she is, it's, it's amazing. She turned 23 mm-hmm. six weeks ago. Here's how young she is regarding all uh, – in in reference to all the other women. Like like, uh, Sasha's 27, Bailey's 30, Becky's 32, Ronda's 32, Sasha's 33. If if Rhea's still wrestling for WWE 
in uh, in WrestleMania 50, she will be at that time two years younger than Shayna Baszler is right now. That's how young she is. And there's, I mean, who knows how long she wants to do it. Numbers. She's got an incredible, numbers, incredible numbers are long insane. career. Uh, mid-title showcase match. Roderick Strong defeated Nakamura and AJ Styles. I was a little bit surprised by this one. Zayn dancing in the strobe lights was nice, funny. Strike heavy, very good at that. Styles hit some of his signature moves. But you're talking about three really decorated people, like, one of the more decorated people in ROH history, one of the most in New Japan, and then one of the most in TNA in a WWE ring. There's a very dangerous, like, doomsday kick spot where yeah. Nakamura lands on Strong's knee, and these wrestlers are getting really good at making me think that they've torn some shit. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Strong plays possum and cracks Nakamura with a knee after Zayn attacked AJ. You get some CM Punk chants briefly, not what I expect from this match, but... Styles jumps over strong to hit a phenomenal forearm on Nakamura. Nakamura suplexed Roddy right onto Styles' face. But Styles breaks up the pin. Phenomenal forearm on Nakamura and Roderick Strong steals the pin and NXT is up three to one to one, Alex. I, I, I really like this match. I, I think Roddy, I love Roddy Strong as a dorky, try hard wrestling technician from hell. I love this 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 character that he's created of you know oh watch out you're gonna get it like like he's just a total dork but he's he's an incredible ring technician i thought this match was was uh wasn't as great as a lot of people thought it was going to be but it was still a very good uh showcase of each of the three guys um and i'm i'm very happy that that roddy won i think that really the the whole pushing of of nxt through this entire month and especially tonight I mean, maybe it's it's a, for a cynical reason to try and make them seem legit so everyone has to go over and watch stuff on Wednesday, but they are legit, and they should have won a lot of these matches, and I'm glad they did. Warren, what'd you think? I thought uh, Shinsuke was motivated tonight, and it was nice to see. It fit, he felt into it, and he leaned into his strikes. Everything looked badass everything he did looked badass aj was feeling the moment i look i everyone clicked i really really liked this match and i uh i completely adored the 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 finish to this i it's so completely into the undisputed era's game uh playbook uh it's fantastic um, I loved it. I love that AJ ate the uh, ate Roderick Strong's uh, running forearms as well. Maybe not as many as uh, as uh, I can't remember. Was it Dijakovic who ate them last night or Champa? It was Champa. Yeah. It was, was Champa who ate the the running forearms last night. Maybe not as many, but he still ate them. Uh, this was yeah. The, I, I thought the pay per view was really picking up steam here. It was uh, it was a great great positioning of the match on the card as well. Was good. I liked it a lot. NXT Championship, uh, what I consider match of the night. And to be honest with you, I didn't think it would be. Like I've said this numerous mm -hmm. times, I need a little bit more something out of Pete Dunn from a personality standpoint. But how much I care about Adam Cole, especially with after what happened last night, the story wrote itself, Alex. Oh, it so did. I I, I love. 
Pete Dunn tweeted out earlier today. He said, so uh, if Adam Cole is dead, then I win by default, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which I just, I, I just, wait, no, he, it's Pete Dunn tweeting it. So he said, so if Adam Cole is dead, then I win by default, right? I love that. Like, when yeah. I saw that, I was like, that's what I mean. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think that that he's, he's really, really talented. Super, I, I did not expect him to win last night. I thought they were going to push Priest. But I'm I'm glad he did because he and and Cole work really really well together. They're roughly the same size and can do moves to each other at the, at the right amount. Like it's it's this was all very very good. I loved I loved the finish. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really really cool. Like the, the moment where where Pete lost his mouth guard and his lips were his his lip was bleeding. Ooh, that was just it added so much to the story of the match. I loved it. Warren, how'd you feel about this one? Uh, Cole went after Dunn's knee early. Uh, we, we saw the nasty stomp of the elbow. Dunn got out of a bitter, or uh, he hit a bitter end. Cole kicked out. That beautiful super kick while Dunn was upside down. Mm. Pearl River plunge, a Panama sunrise on the apron. But then that last one out of the bitter end, another Panama sunrise oh. and last shot. Amazing. It did it. It it gave me it gave me the shivers, man. No, this. I agree. This is my this this is my match of the night. It was the early contender, and it maintained the the entire while. I, these these guys worked extremely well together, and I liked how it was built. It was really really built like a proper championship match where everything started off very very methodical and just built into the the big spots, the crazy stuff. Just when I saw the Panama the Panama sunrise, sunrise on the apron, I was like, okay, this is. This is great here, but they went forward and the, the 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 sunrise out of the bitter end just put me over the top. That was amazing. Last shot finished it. It was a great, great match. Just caps off Adam Coles' uh, November push just so fantastically. And I'm really glad Pete Dunne got this moment to shine. I just want to remind you guys that on our predictions last week, I was I was the only one who called that I, uh, uh, Pete Dunne was going to be in the match. I just want to point that out. You know, just, not that I'm always right, but you know when it does happen, I like to point it out. Um, but uh, the uh, it, it was fantastic. I'm glad Dunne got a payday for this great, great match. This is required viewing. Yeah, Adam Cole is, is a is a damn maniac, and I love every bit of it. It is uh, fantastic. Uh, it, it was it was everything I hoped it would be, as was the Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. Now, admittedly, that's not a high bar with the Fiend of late because they they book him in really dumb matches, and this red light is stupid for sure. But the Fiend destroys Bryan with clotheslines and tackles and throwing suplexes, and really the story of a lot of this was <clears throat> couldn't hit the mute button in time. Apologies again. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com so I can get cold medicine. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But a lot of this was The Fiend almost like warning Daniel Bryan not to go back to the yes chance and that type of behavior. And Bryan had to kind of resort to it. He did that dive off the top, gets some great offense and beats the brakes off of Bray, does a knee off the apron, hits his flying knee, and The Fiend kicks out. And then as Brian goes for another one, Fiend catches him with a mandible claw midair. This is probably the best Fiend match I've seen so far, Warren. Yeah, well, that's not saying much. But it feels like right now 
while not as egregious as the 70 million stomps that Seth Rollins needed to uh, deliver to try and keep the fiend down, uh, the fiend was still, uh, Daniel Bryan was unable to keep the fiend down despite repeatedly hitting him with missile drop kicks, despite uh, repeatedly yes kicking him. Uh, the one thing that I don't necessarily want to see out of all these matches moving forward is nothing can put the fiend down because we already kind of have that with Brock and Brock yeah. is not supernatural. And kinda. I, and, he's not being tested by USADA right now. So <laughs> I think he is. Um, but yeah. Lord know. help us if he finds stem cells like Ray did. <laughs> the, um, that's the thing is like I don't know I don't know if this is what I want honestly moving forward because um because it's too much of a it's a trap that WWE creative can fall into. It's like, "Oh, well let's just have Roman Reigns spear him seven times." And it just devalues and cheapens everything. And the match was fine. It told a good story, but I, I you can't help but think that the title is unnecessary in the circumstance, and you can't help but wish that the fiend was more of a predator as opposed to the king of the hill where everyone is going to challenge him. He should be popping out of nowhere and taking dudes down and ambushing them as opposed to receiving challenges because he's champion or having to defend a title. He he should just be popping out of nowhere and saying, you know what, you're my next victim. With a big smile and then come after him and destroy him in the ring. Alex? Yeah, this, this, this makes me depressed because, you know, I was, I was a huge, I was a huge backer of The Fiend since the beginning. And, and like at one point in the match, I was like, I have to pee. And I got up and went to, went to pee. And I didn't, I didn't, I was like, I'm not going to miss anything because it's just going to be. What did you think you were going to get out of The Fiend character? Like him crushing everybody? No, but like at this point, they've what they've done with him is they've sent him down a path that I don't I don't know where you go because he, he 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 you can't keep him down. He beats everybody. This Daniel Bryan feud came out of kind of nowhere. He was just like, I'm gonna attack you backstage. We're talking to Sami Zayn, and then we're gonna have a match, and then what? Like there's no build to him. Like did this awesome thing where where he where Daniel Bryan was having a match with the Miz, and the Miz was slumped in the corner, and the lights went out. And they came back up, and the fiend was in the exact same spot, in the exact same posture as the Miz. Like he replaced the Miz. And then tonight, the Miz just sidles up to Daniel Bryan in the locker room and says, "Hey, by the way, I'm I'm wearing a nice suit now. Like, what happened to you, dude? You disappeared. And I thought you had been bamfed to like the the fight the, the Firefly Funhouse. Maybe we we're gonna show up as like a puppet or something. Nope, no. It's just it's just a it's just a guy in a mask." Who who doesn't get pinned? I mean, that's that's not special. And I wanted the fiend to be really special, and this wasn't this wasn't special. I thought the I reaction agreed. it's I, it's the best fiend match we've seen, but that is a dramatically low bar. I thought the reactions to this match were very special. Daniel Bryan was over, the fiend sure, was over. Sure, yes. I mean, and that that's ultimately what they're doing. Survivor series match and a very good one. Team SmackDown defeated NXT and Raw. The crowd loves Walter for all What's not to love? three minutes that he's there, guys. Uh, maybe even less. I'm going to check the time on this. Oh, uh, man. They don't have the times up yet. 
what now let's let's keep our rant uh ranting a little limited here but warren what this is tone deaf yeah yes it is the i i don't think wwe fully realizes what they have how special walter is what and what they have maybe they did tonight maybe once he was in the ring and he got the reactions that he did and the way he took a beating and the way he beat people up because he and Drew smacked the shit out of each other uh, in the ring. And it was great. But I was shocked that he was tossed out that early. But it wouldn't be the only shocker of the evening. Let's put it that way. But uh, maybe this will just open up some people's eyes here because Walter's special. Walter, they, people like him. He's a badass and he can... He can go at the same time, so really, it's a strange decision. Gable and Matt Riddle start chain wrestling. That was fun. That was great. Owens mm-hmm. pinned Gable with a frog splash. Then Ciampa DDTs Owens and pins him. So my thing, the use of Kevin Owens over the last two days is incredibly confusing to me, Alex. It, and it, it is largely undermines the concept of the brand split, of the draft, of this, of brand supremacy. Owens did as good as he could explaining that he loved NXT, but, like, how is that allowed, quote-unquote? Right, no, and and, and it it shouldn't be, and and the idea that, like, I just joined up with Ciampa and uh, and Keith Lee and and Dijak uh, because I was so mad at... um, and it's been for attacking me in a thing that we all saw, but was not called attention to. And Owens didn't have like afterwards, like how, like I hate those guys. Why'd they do that to me? Like there was no reason we didn't get any of that. So when he showed up last night, we had just as much thought and reason to believe that he had taken up Triple H on his invitation to come to NXT. He was wearing his old duct taped KO shirt with NXT on the back. Like, if you didn't think at that moment, KO has gone to NXT, like, that's certainly a possibility at least. And then tonight, to have that that thing with Seth Rollins where we thought maybe there was going to be dissension, maybe he was going to turn on Raw in the match and join NXT tonight? No, he just gets pinned after being in the match for a minute. Like, what? Now, fellas, fellas, you know I like things... You know, most of the time we agree on this stuff, but I, 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 I don't agree. I'm I'm not with you on this one. I think everything made sense to me. It it doesn't take much to make to, to make things make sense. He got attacked on Monday. Yeah, Triple H was making them an offer. He got blindsided out of nowhere. And I like the fact that they didn't underscore it with big screams and highlighters because you that's something that we like to that we tell that we that we critique sometimes. Like, you don't have to slam everything down our throats, WWE, to understand. We saw Triple H and Adam Cole have a bit of dissent in the ring, and we're like, mmm, this is interesting. Leads into TakeOver. Uh, well, even to Friday night on SmackDown, Kevin Owens was nowhere to be found, but fighting for the Raw side. 
leads into TakeOver. Kevin Owens appears. It makes sense. He has a post-show interview with the rest of the members of Team Ciampa, and he says, you know what? Thank you, NXT, but this isn't about me. This is about these guys, Sayonara. So I'm like, oh, okay. So this is a one-night-only thing, and he's heading back to Raw. On Survivor Series, they take the time to have uh, Seth Rollins come over and say, hey, Kevin, are you on our side or not? And he says, yeah, 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 I am. It gets settled in the ring. The only thing it undermines, in my opinion, is... The brand supremacy thing. What's that That's mean? it. It's the only thing it undermines. But we know the brand supremacy thing is garbage to begin with. So it just it, – it's just another layer of guys next year just never mind the brand supremacy so, stuff and just work off the egos of the people. Give them motivations to be in these matches. That's all we need. Well, I thought the Kevin Owens thing made complete sense from A to Z. What they Otherwise. have, they don't have to cram things down our throat, but what they have crammed down our throats is how important brand supremacy is. Sure. To the point to where Kevin Owens wanted to be on Team Raw. So if, if you want to really develop something, I don't see why they wouldn't have somebody like Seth say, listen, I don't trust you. I'm the captain. I'm pulling you from the team. And then replace him with somebody else. This at least gives Kevin Owens some motivation for tomorrow, for the week sure. after, whether it's Seth, whether it's the person that replaced him, or the person that replaced him can lobby for that. Because otherwise, you're going to have him show up and like he he worked in the ring a minute and a half and then poof, gone. Okay. it For all the brand supremacy, brand supremacy. Ah, fuck. Okay. Well, that's what I said. The only thing it undermines is the brand supremacy stuff that we already know is garbage. Which has been so, everything for the past month. Sure. But and it's that, still that's garbage. That's me. Yeah. <clears throat> Apologies again. Uh, we see an RKO on Ciampa and Priest. Priest gets pinned. He takes that better than any big man has ever taken it. Uh, Riddle rolls up Randy Orton and pins him, but Orton gets pissy and RKO's him. I love Corbin mopping up pins, and he caught Ricochet with an un- unbelievable end of days. Just great. Mm-hmm. The most protected finish in the business. Uh, McIntyre hit a Claymore on Braun outside the ring. I thought that was a great way to get him out. Keith Lee and Braun run into one another, mow each other down. Then McIntyre says, you know what? I'm going to take this opportunity to get him counted out. That was brilliant. It was heelish. It was good. So was that assisted face buster. From Ali and Seth Rollins where he's launched up in the air. But Corbin argues with Ali and gets him stomped and beaten. So Corbin undermines the entire team. So Mm -hmm. you know we're getting the Reigns feud. You know we're getting an Ali match. But honestly, I think Ali versus Corbin is going to be very good. Mm -hmm. Rollins does his suicide shove. Rollins (laughs) arraigns Spears Drew and he gone. He spears Corbin and Ciampa pins him, and then it's down to Rollins and Reigns teaming up on Keith Lee and Ciampa. Well, uh, Keith Lee stops a shield powerbomb. Ciampa gets in there and does a powerbomb backbreaker to Rollins. Eats a stomp, and he's out. And Keith Lee wouldn't have thought he'd be the last one in, but they really helped establish him here. They really helped make him here, and I'll tell you how. Lee kicks out of the two Superman punches, but that's after... He beat Seth Rollins, one of the top protected guys, with a Death Valley jackhammer. Big time. I don't even I don't even mind that Reigns beat him because Reigns, maybe the best 2.9 kick out in the business's history, ate that last ride 
folded up and barely got out of it. And after he won, he fist bumps uh, Keith Lee. Alex, I thought they did a lot for Keith Lee here. And and, and I don't have a problem with Roman Reigns winning because he, quite frankly, that he's not had anything good creative in, in a long time. And he's very good. Uh, what do you think of all this? Well, him not having anything good creatively in a long time is a reason for him not to win this. Like, there's no there's no story they're pushing besides Baron Corbin makes fun of how my na- nickname is a dog. Like, that's that's the only thing they've got going for him right now. I'd like to him <laughs> to be in part of something else. Um, some of the things that 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 I I loved mo- a lot of this. And you're right, the way that they got rid of Strowman was dead on the money. I loved the way. Keith Lee showed out. That spirit bomb was the biggest damn power bomb I've ever seen in my life. That was crazy. Him going over Seth Rollins, huge. Um, all of that. I just wish we could have gotten one flippy dippy face off between Mustafa Ali and Ricochet. Just, just one. Where they do the thing, where they do the spitting back, the back thing, and they land like superheroes, and then they can get kicked in the face and knocked out. But like you could have done something between the two most athletic guys on your roster. Who never get to have a match together. Like, that's what these matches are for. Um, uh, we'll probably have an Ali versus Corbin thing, but I feel like they're definitely moving toward Ali and, uh, and, uh, I'm sorry, Reigns and Corbin. So it's like Corbin is kind of like the only heel on SmackDown. So he's got to face everybody. But overall, the match had a lot of great stuff to it. And, and the fact that they pushed Keith Lee so hard is a really big deal because he's great. He showed up in NXT two years ago, and they're finally getting to the point where they're actually really utilizing for everything he can do. He's amazing. Warren, your thoughts? I loved this match. Uh, I preferred it to many other uh, to to the uh, men's Survivor Series matches from last year. I thought this was great. Uh, and look at what happened here tonight. We're talking about Keith Lee, but Tommaso Ciampa was also further established as a real bona fide star. Uh, Matt Riddle had that, fa- are you kidding me? The fantastic moment he had with um, with uh, with Randy Orton. It was outstanding. It was electric. It was great. Um, uh, even Walter, the time he was there, he w- they took the time to establish him because he was whooping dudes. He was taking... Feels like only Damian Priest got a, got the shaft here. He he didn't he didn't do anything. He did his he did his arrow thing, his bow and arrow yeah. gesture, and that's that was it. But I I dug this so much because everything mattered. Everyone had time to shine. Chad Gable as well, like you mentioned that the the when he uh, when he had some grappling uh, his grappling moment. Look, I love this match. It was fantastic. Outside from the 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 nonsense surrounding the 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 brand supremacy and Corbin uh, Corbin deflating his team essentially, I thought this was great. I I really really thought this was a fantastic match. Well, quick mention, I wanted to say that if Goldberg is uh, too much of a uh, Percy to accept Matt Riddle's <laughs> challenge. Um, Randy Orton versus Matt Riddle is right there and serves the same purpose. Sure. And now they've got a reason to do it based on tonight. If they want to. Remember remember a couple of years ago where Braun Strowman had that big post-match thing with Triple H and we thought, ooh, wow, this is going to be an interesting angle. Never followed up on it. So who knows what they're going to do after tonight? Maybe nothing. Maybe everything. You never know. And even Ciampa and Orton 
when they were have when sure. they had their stare down and they were because sure. honestly, two guys cut from the same cloth as far as their yeah. character work goes. You conniving, uh, uh, you never quite know what they're thinking. You know, I it was okay. Yeah, this is something that would be really, really interesting as well. So there were, look, it was a bit of a. It was great. It was great on the, on the level that they were teasing us with all these potential great matches. So, yeah, no, I liked it. I thought it was super effective. Brock Lesnar defeated Rey Mysterio. FightfulSelect.com. Go over there and subscribe, guys. I had posted there earlier this afternoon that Dominic was at Survivor Series, and he was. Mysterio grabs a pipe, but it's no good. He gets suplexed all around ringside. Lesnar takes the top of the table. And stomps another ray. He jumped. It was great. Uh, he suplexed Mysterio onto a pipe too. And Dominic comes out, comes out and it looks like he threw in the towel or is ready to throw in the towel for Ray. But instead, he and Ray beat the shit out of Lesnar with chairs and weapons. And a single thug tear rolled down my cheek as Dominic came up a little bit short, but did a frog splash. And my wife is watching like over, over on the love seat next to me. And I was like, do you know the story behind this? Do you realize that Eddie Guerrero's move was the frog splash? And 14, 15 years ago, Ray and Eddie fought for his custody, hanging above the ring. It was great. But Brock won with an F5. I thought this was about everything that I wanted it to be. And Dom not looking too bad. Uh, frog splash a little bit short. This was just a lot of fun. I, I love this. Warren, what would you think? This was exactly what you were, what, what, uh, we were expecting. Brock was going to toss Ray around for, for a while. And boy, did he ever. And Ray mounts a comeback and eventually doesn't work out. But I'm going to tell you, when Dominic came out and they start double teaming him and he hits the frog splash and they do the double cover, I was like, I was like and to me, it's a missed opportunity to not have had Ray win because it would have been a fantastic, fantastic feel-good moment. I've had people well, tell me, but they could have done it with Daniel Bryan and they didn't do it. They could have done it with Finn Balor and they didn't do it. But here they had a proper story behind it. They had Dominic come out hitting moves, cracking chairs. Chicago was on their feet, man. The place came unglued when all well, of this was going on. Could you, you imagine? You, Everything wraps up. Ray Mysterio, who – Keeps telling us that he's at the tail end of his career. Just has one more run with the title. Thanks to his son. My God, that would have been such a great story. I really feel. Usually I don't mind the Brock, Brock Lesnar uh, uh, winning, you know, after the smaller baby face does everything he can to take him down. I, I, it doesn't bother me. But I just here, I think they really missed out on a fantastic feel-good moment. And you know WWE loves their moments. Well, well, this would have been one of them. I love feel-good moments as much as anybody, and so do our viewers. And as you know, if you want to make those feel-good moments last even longer, if you want to make them even better, if, if, if you want to go the distance, if you want to be the sole survivor, so to speak, and get your penis extra hard. Check out BlueChew.com and use that code Fightful. I mean, really do it now. YouTube crippling us. Remember, you gotta have a prescription for this, but it's prescribed online. By their approved physicians, shipped straight to your door. Same active ingredients that you've heard of for decades that you know work, 
but they work a lot better, cheaper, and faster. It prepares and ships direct in the USA. Like I said, you don't have to wait in line at the doctor. You get prescribed online. Prescribed online. Prescribed. Remember that. You go there. You take a survey. You might get approved. Probably will if you're if you're trying to slang it, if you know what I'm saying. And you can do it as long as you want. Maybe maybe the length of these marathon WWE shows when you go to BlueChew.com. Code Fightful. And since it's chewable, it gets into your system faster so it can be ready whenever you are. Empty stomach, full stomach, it doesn't matter. BlueChew.com. Code Fightful. Hit them up at BlueChew. Let them know that you heard about them from us. Let them know that you, you discovered the concept of erect penises via Fightful. And that you want Blue Chew to help. Alex, was this a feel-good moment for you watching uh, Ray get stomped by a piece of the table? I mean, sure, it's a it's a Brock Lesnar beatdown. You've seen one. You've seen you've seen one. You've seen most of them. So that's that. We all kind of knew that was going to happen. I agree with Warren. If they had gone through with the double pin, even if Ray holds the belt for twenty four hours and loses it tomorrow. This moment tonight would have resonated for years. Like, it would have been a huge thing. It would have been something they would have definitely played with a major part of when Ray is inducted in the Hall of Fame. Instead, okay, Brock's still champion. See you in six weeks after the holidays, Brock, for the build of the Rumble. Like, I I don't feel like we've, we've done anything beyond this. Like, you had the whole thing. Like, Brock had to have the title. So he could face Kane so that he could then beat Kane so that he could face Ray for the title, which is why we took the title off of Kofi after a six month great reign in six seconds. And now what? That's, that's, I mean, like all of this, it was a lot, it was the beatdown was a lot of fun. Dominic thing was great. Like they totally sold me a ticket on that double cover. And then, you know, Brock being Brock gets out of it. One F5 seals the deal and that's it. And then we'll go from there. But it felt like all of this goes back to why do you take the title off of off of uh, off of Kofi the way you do? If this match could have just been for a grudge, if it doesn't matter who wins the title, it just been, could have been just because you beat up my son, so I want to take you out. You could have done this for a grudge, the same way you could have done Kane for a grudge, and Kofi could be continuing his reign or could have lost it at least in a more le- at least in be- less embarrassing fashion. Main event time, Women's Championship Showcase. Shayna Baszler won. I was very surprised by this. Uh, She Mm -hmm. methodically worked over whichever is in the ring. Uh, This is a much slower pace than we've seen all night. And the crowd, I think, either had a tough time adjusting or maybe was a little bit tired at this point. It was a long show. Uh, Disarmor applied on Bailey. Baszler breaks it up. I love that gut wrench slam that she does. Becky breaks up another with a top rope drop kick. And Bailey's running on the apron to take out Becky, but gets caught in a Kirafuda clutch. Becky then breaks that up with a nice powerbomb. Not something we see her bust out a whole lot. The disarmor is applied, countered into a Kirafuda, and Bailey is disposed of along the way, but it doesn't, it doesn't stop her. She's back soon. Becky gets sent into the announce table, and then Bailey, uh, gets put in the Kirafuda clutch again. The Bailey to back gets busted out, but she falls right back into it with the flying elbow drop. Shayna gets the tap. Crowd wasn't as into it. NXT wins four to two to one. And Becky attacks Baszler after the match and says, this is my fucking show. 
<laughs> you can compare this to the old Hogan days, the Becky must pose type of thing. Alex, you look a little dejected. What's up? Well, <laughs> you know, like this this match wasn't it didn't it wasn't as hot as I wanted it to be. I was really looking forward to it. Um, the styles of these women didn't mesh as well as I had hoped. I'm happy that Shayna won. I love Shayna Baszler. I thought it was it was interesting though that like my 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 Rhea Ripley standum continues. She pinned Shayna this week. Bailey couldn't do it. Becky couldn't do it. Rhea Ripley did it. Like it's a major deal that 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 uh, that Shayna won this thing. It's a really cool thing for NXT. Uh, my my biggest gripe with the whole thing was that I really love Becky Lynch and I want to root for her, but I don't want to root for a sore loser. Like she lost. She didn't. She wasn't involved in in the finish of the match, but she lost. And then to attack Shayna, just because Shayna was celebrating her 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 well fought victory, that's that seems like a kind of a crappy thing to do. And I didn't like that. She's been like that for a while, though. She's I know, been... but I, I mean, like, I mean, like you you can be you can be like tough and, and a badass bitch, but not be a sore loser. Like sore losers suck. I mean, that that was what launched the genesis of this, though. Was at SummerSlam her doing this very thing to Charlotte in 2018? Warren, what'd you yeah. think of this one? It was rough. It was rough. Um, I, I felt that, uh, for a, a substantial part of the opening quarter of the match or the first third, let's say that the, um, there were some, there were some miscues. Everyone felt a little couple of paces behind. There was a moment where, I think, you know, Becky was, her timing was a little off, keeping Shayna Baszler from attacking Bailey in the corner. So Shayna actually started, she was rushing the corner and she started to slow down. It just didn't click. It didn't click. And despite the fact that Becky hit a simultaneous DDT and slop drop, just, it, it didn't connect. And yeah. to, to, to the point of Becky taking out Shayna afterwards, my thought was, why didn't we have this in the match? Why didn't we have them putting each other through tables during the match? Because it needed something. The pace was indeed slower. It didn't have a sense of drama. And it's, there's, there was a, a, a it ingredient that was missing. It just felt off and kind of breaks my heart because they main evented it. And, you know, a lot of people on Twitter had worked themselves into a shoot saying that Rhonda was going to be there. She didn't show up. So, it, unfortunately, I, I feel the show fell a little flat at the end, but it doesn't take anything away from the entirety of the show, which I think is probably WWE's best pay-per-view this year. I thought this was a pretty good show, albeit a very long one, and we're not through the long wrestling weekend yet. Uh, we'll probably be right back here on YouTube, or Facebook, psych, not on YouTube, we'll be up here after the fact though, facebook.com slash Fightful Online. I know a lot of people are saying, go to Twitch, go to Twitch, go to Twitch. I hate to break it to you guys, nobody goes to Twitch. If we ran on that platform, we would have about 42 live viewers, if we were lucky, that's the issue. That's why a lot of people don't go to Twitch, despite the financial uh, benefits of that. There's no way to really link your content there. We don't host articles on Twitch. We don't link articles on Twitch. We go to uh, Twitter or YouTube or Facebook as a backup. 
because we have pages there. We have established followings there. Uh, we're able to do that. But thanks to those of you who are supporting us. Reminder, send at Team YouTube and at YT Creators a tweet. Let them know they screwed up. But the most effective way you can support us and help us kind of make up for what we're losing here, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I promise there's going to be something there that you enjoy. We've got lots of cool stuff. Dozens of retro review podcasts that myself, Warren, and others have done. Uh, we've got two shows with Alex per week. I do a backstage report podcast every week. I do a Q&A every couple of weeks and a text Q&A at the off weeks uh, in that case. So check out FightfulSelect.com. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube after the fact, leave a thumbs up and subscribe, I guess. Maybe we'll have a channel <laughs> next week. I don't know. <sighs> I, I'm dejected. I'm disappointed. I went from mad to disappointed, and that's worse. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.